You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the other host of this show zach big beef batista zach how you doing my man oh i'm doing good it's been it's, it, the break was nice i won't even lie yeah it was a nice was. break from wrestling but we back back in this bitch once again after indeed the break yeah we are back again. Uh, we returned from our, hi- our short hiatus, and we are back to bring you more indie wrestling matches. And Zach, we got a good bunch today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, you wanna you wanna talk you wanna start talking about what we got picked. Of course. So, starting out the gate, or I guess not. I don't know, we haven't checked inside the order actually, but uh, uh, we've got. Let's no, decide it right now yeah, on sure. air, live for the people. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm down to do. A, I like to call the uh, the wrestling sandwich. Of we the do wrestling sandwich. One one men's match, the women's match, and then the other men's match, or technically men's match, them match. We'll go with that because one of the nice. members is them. <laughs> that was a I like a them match. A uh, them match. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get started. So uh, what right. are, what are we taking a look? Let's take, what are we taking a look at first? Oh let's... my god, I can't. Sorry, I can't talk today. Ah, uh, it's fine. I'm it's, stuttering it's, it's, so bad. We have like a high eighth off a week. We're, we'll, we'll get our grab our our Jesus grip. Christ. Wow. Yeah. Damn. They're the absolute wow. state of this podcast. Uh, let's do with the... <laughs> So let's start off with Drake Frost versus Duke Lawrence from Phoenix Pro Wrestling. Yes, let's do that. This is uh, the definition of big, meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, I think it was Frost's nickname was the uh, the uh, the boss of Hoss Island. I think it was his... The uh, boss of Hoss Island. I love it. Yeah, I was like, all right, you, you've got me already. Uh, so I, there... <laughs> is, the boss of, is the boss of Hoss Island also friends with Bob Ross? <laughs> yeah, he's also friends with Rick Ross, who gets lost in the sauce. <laughs> oh man! So uh, all right, all right, I'm at a loss. Oh my god! I'm about to toss you out the window from that dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's all right, let's all right. finish talking about this match and get our point across. Yes. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> No! Oh, you! Oh, I can't believe... Oh, I feel like I just got RKO'd out of nowhere when I was about to get back into that. Oh, fuck you, man. Jesus Christ. Okay. Alright. I could go all day with this, because I love me some puns and wordplay, but... Let's let's get into the match, okay? 
So yeah, let's do it. Slight notes about this match. This is Lawrence's debut match. And Frost is a former Phoenix Pro Wrestling champion who held the belt for a year before he was dethroned. Mm-hmm. So, big shoes for Lawrence to try to fill to kick the ass of Frost. I will say, I think Lawrence made a pretty good debut here because uh, mm-hmm. Lawrence really sh- re- Lawrence really uh, brought it, doing doing some stuff big men usually don't. <laughs> yeah. So this match starts off, and it's like collar double tie up. A lot of like, oh, I'm stronger than you. No, I'm stronger than you. And then none of them are stronger than each other. It's Classic. just a stalemate, you know? Yeah. Uh, Frost, the being the veteran, puts Drake in a headlock. Uh, get. Lawrence gets out of said hold. Frost puts him in, like, a top wrist lock. And Lawrence just rolls forward and then kips up. I was like, the fuck? Okay. It looked cool. It did. And I remember the commentator, I think he said, was that was the most extravagant way I've ever seen anyone get out of a top <laughs> wrist lock. But okay. Hey, you gotta, sometimes, you, sometimes you... Listen, it's wrestling, right? Yeah. You gotta give them the show. So I was like, okay, all right. So, after this, I put some aside. The old razzle-dazzle. Yeah, the old razzle-dazzle. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Frost eventually tries to escape this. Tries to shoulder tackle Lawrence to the ground. Instead, the two bounce off each other. At the behest of him, Lawrence tries to do the same thing. Same results. And then Frost goes for it again. And Lawrence fucking leapfrogs over him mid-run. And hits him with a jumping shoulder tackle. Which knocks him down. I That was a very nice leapfrog. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah. okay, well, shit. <laughs> and nobody, nobody saw it coming. It was yeah. just like, oh, oh, he got up there, huh? But wait, there's more because Lawrence then hits an Escalera fucking arm drag off the top rope, which was it's it is wild to watch a big man like that move like he was. Yeah, I was. I, Frost was basically me and Mikey after that, which was he got out of the ring and had to like catch his breath and go like, what the fuck, man. <laughs> Because same. Yeah, literally. I get it. <laughs> I actually really like this spot in this match, only because it, like, it not only makes Lawrence look like a legitimate threat because of, you know, the athleticism, but Frost selling it as, like, this former champion who held this belt for a year was like, Jesus Christ, I need Just to, like... Just like, whew, hold on, give me... Whew, one sec. One sec. And he's, like, wandering around, Lawrence, like, oh, I'm gonna suicide dive, and then he fucking you know, flips uh, uh, into the ropes, uh. back in, and then bounces back into the ring, and I was like... This man's just flexing on him now. He really was. He he did the whole back handspring thing, and it's like, damn, yeah. dude, just flipping around like crazy, and, yeah. and he had the crowd <laughs> being like, "Look what I can do," and you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the crowd was eating out the palm of Sam this match. Like, oh they yeah, were, it fully committed to this. I was too, and uh, I was in. Yeah, it they was were great. Fully also against Frost, which is great because it really made the uh, the face spots and heel spots pop, as they say. Mm-hmm. God, I sound so old saying that. <laughs> <laughs> But eventually, yeah, Lawrence goes out, beats Frost up, throws him back to the ring, gets in, eats a running back elbow to the face from Frost, and he grinds Lawrence into the ground while taunting the crowd. Lawrence then eventually mounts a comeback with some consecutive forearms, but Frost responds with a boss man slam because it's a hoss fight. There's got to be a boss man slam somewhere in there. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. They're both down and out for a little bit here, but Frost gets up and taunts the crowd again before uh, beating down Lawrence in the corner. Doesn't last long, though, because Lawrence dodges nope. a body splash. Responds with several body splashes of his own and then a shoulder tackle to the gut. And uh, when Frost wobbles out of the corner, Lawrence nails him with a running big boot to the face, followed by a diving back elbow to the chest from the second rope. They get back to their feet and go counter for counter each other as they attempt to hit each other with a clothesline to finish this match. Because evidently, Lawrence also uses the clothesline as his finisher. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like I mean, I like that ending though. Yeah, because right? uh, like I I it, this match was this match was like short, sweet, and just two big guys beating. It was a good hoss fight. Mm-hmm. It was a short. It was short, but I think they threw a lot in it, and it just made it feel like a good hoss fight. Yeah. And it ended with a lariat. You can't get more hoss fight than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention in my thing. Uh, it, the person that hit the lariat was Frost. He uh, sidestepped a spear from yes. Lawrence, and Lawrence, like, fell to his feet. I was like, oh, that's new. And then he just got Larry, and I was like, okay, fair. All right, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it was, it was a great, it was a great big guy match. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I really just enjoyed two guys smacking against each other as hard as they can and seeing yeah. who, who fell last, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and Duke Lawrence, that stood out for me, man. I was, I came in this not knowing either one, and by the end, I was like, Frost is good. Lawrence is great because the man did the shit that man pulled off in the ring. I was like, okay, put you on my radar of wrestlers to look out for. Absolutely, I would I would look out for more of him in mm-hmm. the future. I think I think uh, he's gonna be doing some cool stuff, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what what comes out. I can't wait to see what comes out of both of these guys. Yeah, for Frost sure. was Frost did a real like he was very much felt like the ring general in this match for me. Like really mm-hmm. was like man knew his ropes knew how to get the crowd really ant uh, was it uh eager to see him get his face pounded in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely did. They they de- definitely got me amped to see it. Especially yeah. man, again, the, just when he started doing the athletic stuff, it just took me by surprise, and I was immediately more invested. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, normally this match might have gotten like maybe a meh for me because I thought it was fine, but the athletic sequence from Lawrence, like, honestly for me, bumped up to the high meh. It elevated the match for me. I agree. Uh, I like. I, I. I think I like a high match here too. Uh, Lauren, like you said, Lawrence doing all the crazy, like Lawrence doing like all the high flying stuff and the the leapfrogs and like teasing the suicide dive and doing the back handspring. Like that was all super sick. And uh, like you said, Frost sold it like a champion, especially when he just like the surprise at first, where it was just like, "Whoa, how did he just do that?" Wait a second, uh, made here. the made the match pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Bam was like, "I signed up for a hoss fight, not a fucking flippy shit yeah. fight against me." What I, the fuck? I, I, wait, wait, wait. When did this become a lucha thing? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our women's match for the evening. You picked this one, Mike. Yes. Why don't we? Yeah, so this match is between uh, Laura Loveless and Layla Lennox from ICS Pro Wrestling. Uh, I saw this match, and I remember seeing, I believe Loveless was on, who was on Dark? One of these two was on Dark, I can't it remember was who it was. for sure, if I, I'm fairly the, confident. The, the, two, the two double L names are is screwing with my brain. Yeah, I want to say it was... I want to say Loveless, but I hold on. I'm not see. This is the the joy of the internet now. I can look this up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. She was on Dark. So okay, so Layla was on Dark. Yeah, Lena Lennox was on Dark. I got it. My brain said it, but my body, like my, my mouth was like, it's it's Loveless, right? And I'm like, <laughs> it's the double L names. I'm yeah. telling you, man. Oh, dude, there's a point where like they started calling them Lena and Laura, and I thought they had mixed them up, only to realize my notes were. Corrected yeah. me, and I was like, Layla, Layla, Laura, like, There's oh, come four on. L's <laughs> in these names. There's so much to mix up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, now that's yeah. not what we're talking about. We're yeah, talking yeah. about how good this match was. And uh, right in the beginning, it starts off, and they're kind of, they chirp at each other a lot. Yeah, this match is um is a Halloween match, because it's a Halloween show. So, Lenox ah. is dressed up like the devil. And Loveless is because she's the siren is dressed up like a siren, kinda. I and see. 
she basically played up the fact that because Lennox is the devil, she's like, I don't want any part of her. And every time Lennox like, kind of stepped towards her, she's like, get her the fuck away from me. I do not want a single bit of her. She is the devil. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. Amused me. And Lennox was like, okay, fine. What? All right, you had your kicks. Get in the ring. Come on. Let's fucking do mm-hmm. this shit. And I was like, yes, I'm, I'll agree with this. Game time. Game time. Mm-hmm. So the two lock up. Get a couple minutes of back and forth trading holds uh, as they try to get control of the match, as per usual, as you've listened on this show before. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty uh, normal start to a wrestling match. Yeah, uh, it's broken up after Lennox rolls Loveless forward and tries to body splash her in the corner, but Loveless moves out of the way under the apron and like gets a handful of her hair and slams her face first into the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. She clotheslines Lennox then and locks her in a chokehold after messing with her devil's tail, which she sells like it's actually her tail, which I was amused by as well. I mean, to be fair, it was it was very rude. It was extremely rude. It even like it was so rude that the tail never recovered and it ended up on her hip the you rest of the match, not her uh, tailbone. You don't just mess with someone's costume on Halloween. Yeah, come on, bro. Party fell. What the fuck? What a heel! What a heel! Mm, what a heel! So what a heel. She beats Lennox around from ring to ring or ring to ring, corner to corner. Wow! <laughs> it's a war games match, baby. Hey, on, uh, I, now. Side note: Now that William Regal's in AEW, I need to hear him say "blood and guts" at one point. Blood and guts. Oh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna hit the same though. It's you can not, already tell. But it, but it might though because William Regal is William Regal, and he'd find a way to make it work. He'd be like "blood and guts," and it'd I, be really cool. I would love it. Or he could be like, "We're gonna fight through blood and guts." And I'd that, be was, like, that was that uh, was. See, that was good. That was a good impression. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I try with with my fucking British accents and thanks to D and D. But anywho. Off that tangent a bit. Uh, while that was going on, Lo- Loveless basically was just beating Lennox down around the ring. It's just like, Loveless ca- just keeps smothering Lennox whenever she tries to do anything. Uh, I think my favorite spot here I put down was uh, Lennox just like laying on the ropes. And Loveless mm-hmm. like drop kicked the ropes that she was laying on. So the ropes re- like bounced back into her throat. And I was like, oh, that's that's innovative. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a sweet little spot. I had that written down here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, continues on until Lennox gets her boot up in the corner and knocks Loveless down. And she doesn't stay in control, though, because Loveless is like, no, I'm the champ, so I'm not going to lose this. And she gets back to her feet, knocks Lennox back to the corner, beats her down until she's laying on the bottom turnbuckle. She then winds up to punt kick Lennox in the corner, oddly enough, because I've, I've never seen someone just straight be like, I'm going to punt kick you in the face. Hey no. man, sometimes again you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes, yeah, that's I mean, wrestling. Hey, I was sometimes like, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta kick someone's head off. I was all for it. I was like, I want to see how this looks. I want to see how as Daniel Bryan looks. Yeah, fortunately it doesn't work because Lennox rolls out of the way. So Loveless like mid swing of her kick like tries to stop herself and ends up kicking the bottom turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Lennox tries to roll her up, fails, falls out with several strikes and a running strike, a couple running strikes in the corner. After this, she tries to snap Mary Loveless out of the corner, but Loveless blocks it, so they fight control over who's going to suplex who instead. And in the end, Lennox wins with a bridging Northern Lights suplex. Very nice. Yes. Loveless kicks out of this, though, so she hits a running clothesline on her in the corner. So Lennox, Lennox doing this, hits a running clothesline on Loveless in the corner, snap mares her out this time, rolls her face first into the mat, then punt kicks her in the chest as she's sitting back up. But Loveless kicks out, though. But Loveless kicks out, though, and then she comes back with a bridging fisherman suplex that she that again 
Lennox, uh, Lennox is able to kick out of. Yeah, still no- doesn't finish the match. Mm-hmm. Nothing left to lose at this point. Loveless is like, all right, I'm going to try sentoning off the top rope, but Lennox rolls out of the way. And seeing this as her opportunity, Lennox is like, I'm going to Russian leg sweeper, which she tries really hard to do, but Loveless just refuses to let that happen. <laughs> and then no. she... No, no. And then she, <laughs> with, in her final defiance, hits her with a stunner, and then a TKO like, that like drops Lennox's face first into her knee. It's it's awesome yeah, it was like a, it, it, yeah, it kind of it, it looked like an F five into a GTS. Honestly, yeah, that's that's a good way to describe it. And uh, she, she picks up the win. Yeah, this match was pretty good. Yeah, it was a, it's good. It I was a little it was a little slow, but I think all in all, it was good. Yeah, these two seem to seem pretty well acquainted acquainted with each other in the ring. I thought it was fine. Yeah, so the. It was it was pretty good. the The part, like I said, the part in the beginning for me kind of dragged on where they were going back and forth with the holds. Yeah, it was. Like, I felt like it lasted a little bit long. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think all in all, this was a solid match. Uh, it showed off both of them very well. I think um, Loveless was dominating most of the time, though. You know. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Like my notes are so short because it's literally. I'm like, how how do I describe a, a heel grinding down a face without saying? Beats him up in the corner, drags her face across the rope, beats them on the ground. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it becomes redundant eventually. The heel beatdown, yeah. Uh, it was it was fine. I I, I liked it, uh, and both of these women did a solid job. I what would you give this match? Since I would be, first I think I'm gonna give it a meh. I think it was I good. Uh, like I said, the pa- pacing felt a little off. It was all all in all solid solid match though. Agreed. Uh, there's not really like this. It's fine. Yes, it was fine. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, basically. Uh, so moving on to that, let's move on to the uh, the them match, as I so butchered in the beginning of this. Yes, we, we've got we. Sorry, go ahead. The God himself, JTG, going against the protagonist of professional wrestling, Kid Bandit. Yes, this is this. Uh, this is a, a student versus teacher match, correct? Correct. You chose this match too, and I was like, I don't know where he found this match, but I, especially after the collective, so, I was so pumped to see this. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Uh, the collective, uh, Kid Kid Bandit showed up during the collective a few times and caught my attention. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I need to bring this week a Kid Bandit match. So I did. I was I just, I see Kid Bandit stuff in the ring, and I'm like, what? Where have I been that I haven't known about them? Like they 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 mm-hmm. just they appeal to my inner weeb. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's their that, that's kind of their thing, right? Is that they're uh-huh. just a a giant weeb, and it's great. It's amazing. They'll make some uh, notice them whether they want to or not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the, let's mm-hmm. get into talking about this match. Yeah, this. Uh, one... It was a solid back and forth to start off. Yeah, it's like I, I I liked I liked how they were the way they they weren't making they weren't making anyone go over each other in the beginning. It was show it was kind of setting up the fact that like yeah, Kid Bandit has learned a lot and could and could could go you know because mm-hmm. they were just going back and forth with JTG like real good. Yeah, I liked how at the beginning, Bandit's like, come on, you, you, you're my teacher, right? Just give me a handshake. And JT's like, fine, all right. <laughs> and, like, I I love how this, this match was such a clash of styles, despite the fact that it's a student versus teacher type match. Because, yes. 
Like, fundamental-wise, Bandit's been trained by JTG, but these two could not be any more different with how they wrestle in the ring. Like, well, to be, to, they're they're very different in terms of like build too, right? So that makes yeah. sense. Like JTG, if you haven't seen, is fucking swole like a fridge. Dude, JTG got big. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been big for a while, but like he is defined AF right now. Like the man, yeah, man. makes uh, gives Brian Cage a run for his money. He might even be bigger than Brian Cage to be honest. Like he's maybe he's huge. And then you got Kid Bandit, who is skinny. And much more uh, lighter on their feet than JTG. Indeed. So, this match, like, we get, like, a nice couple quick kicks from Bandit at the start. And then JTG gets his hands on them and slams them to the mat, like, just effortlessly. He's like, didn't I teach you? <laughs> didn't I teach you that move? Go to the gym. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. And I was just like, oof. Got him. And then uh, he gets kicked in the face on the floor, and Bandit uh, works JTG's arm until JTG just socks him in the jaw and yanks him into the mat. With pro- that, this is where it was the most aggressive arm ringer I've ever goddamn seen. This is where the match was. Like, yeah, he, he damn near pulls Bandit's arm out of their socket. Like everyone in the crowd, including the commentators, is like, "Oh Jesus, dude!" <laughs> that was like, "Whoa, chill, 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 dude." That was a lot. <laughs> that was the equivalent of a curve stomp to an arm if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that was it was wild. They, just throwing Kid Bandit straight into the straight into the ring. Yeah, so uh Bandit's arms worked over, but they get out of the uh JTG's grasp thanks to creative use of the ropes, which allows them to Irish whip JTG and trip him with like a like he drops down to the they drop down to the floor and mm-hmm. trip JTG. And I love this because they're oh like, my oh, God, my God, it ruled. worked. Yeah, that ruled. I will never not pop for this spot because it's always so unexpected. It's like an Easter Whenever egg Whenever someone wrestling. actually gets tripped by it. Yeah. yeah, it's like an Easter egg in wrestling where, like, it happens and you're like, wait, what? Hold on. It actually wait, worked. Wait, did that? Wait, it worked as intended? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like when Battlefield, when you're reloading a gun and you get one of those rare animations where it's like a super, like, <laughs> well, super extra way to reload a gun. Like a random, like a random third hand from out of nowhere. Yes. It's like, here's, here's a mag, because here's a mag, bro. It's the, I fucking, oh, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> So after they trip JTG, they're so surprised that they're like, Teach, it worked! And JTG's like, get the fuck out my face! Yeah. <laughs> Annoyed. So uh, JTG tries to drop down and trip a bandit like what happened to him, but bandit sees this, jumps over him, and then drives an elbow into his back. And it's followed by bandit quickly moving around and out of JTG's grip before Shoryuken-ing him into the Which face. Which was great. Yeah. It was great. Shoryuken, in case those of you don't know that don't play video games, that is a rising uppercut. Yeah. Uh, and it looked dirty. It did. Sadly for them, though, the, the momentum's not not long-lived for this world, because uh, after receiving a boot to the face in the corner, JTG hoists them up and just slams them into the mat with a flapjack. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, then he goes and uses his overwhelming advantage in the power department to force a pin on Bandit, but Bandit's able to fight back and eventually jtg locks hands with bandit and like he's just like he looks at them as he stands up and he goes you're not gonna like this and he (laughs) man modes this shit and by basically pulling bandit up by their hands into a spine buster back to the floor and it's fucking awesome i just Mm -hmm. i loved it it was like i said it was a complete man mode moment and 
Bandit valiantly fights back against JTG over and over again, but like consistently, JTG's just got powers. The man could probably lift five bandits with one arm tied behind his back if he wanted to. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He was, uh, he JTG was really just overpowering Bandit this whole match. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the, it was like that. It was the out speed versus out power kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? It's like who's gonna win, fast or strong? Yeah. However. Thanks to the fighting spirit of, and the support of the crowd and the power of friendship, basically. The power of friendship, yes. Bandit f- strikes back to their feet, lands up on their feet out of a backdrop, and then question mark kicks JTG in the back of the head. And from here, keeps knocking JT- into JTG with running forearm strikes, but none of them can really knock them off his feet. And eventually Bandit's like, well, fuck it. And they just <laughs> they just throw every <laughs> strike they can at him until eventually he falls to his knees. And I love how commentary's like, well, I mean, it worked. Like, like I said, Mike, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta do, you, sometimes you just gotta throw, you just gotta start pummeling them. Mm-hmm. And then from here, Bandit repeatedly roundhouse kicks JTG in the arm they were working over, I believe. And then the last mm-hmm. one, they wind up this big kick. JTG's like, ah, I know this. My student does like ducks. Bandit, like, stops mid-kick. He gets up, beans him in the side of the head with the kick. But they aren't done, because they go, uh, lend me your energy, channeling their inner Goku. It was great. And hit an absolute bomb, pun intended, <laughs> of a spin kick to the back of JTG's neck, damn near knocking him out. I got flashbacks to Ninja Mac versus Yo-Yo from Bloodsport here. Mm-hmm. And I, I was all for it. And yeah, I actually, it was sweet. I actually thought JTG was going to lose here, too. But really, yeah, because I was like, "Wow, he's just out, out cold." Okay, kicks out at two. I was like, "Well, Bandit better pray to the god of anime because now Spirit Bomb ain't gonna work. I don't know what will." So, and then right, Gun- he has the power of God and anime on his side. Ha! And he gets, <laughs> and they get onto the apron and go for a springboard crossbody, which they have dubbed the Rasengan. Fucking love it. <laughs> God, my Naruto, my old childhood Naruto fan of me is, was just like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. They go springboard into the ring, and JTG catches them, and hits an absolutely wild-looking spinning boss man slam on Bandit. <laughs> he goes for his yeah, finisher then, the uh, the Brooklyn's Edge. Nice touch. But uh, Bandit yeah, was very good. wiggles out of it, locks him in an armbar finisher of theirs. Unfortunately, I didn't hear what weeb name they picked for this. Because the moment they lock it in, JTG was like, nope, go fuck yourself. And he deadlifts them up into the air, buckle bombs them into the bottom turnbuckle, look disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh. And Bandit's like, just dead. <laughs> They're just dead at this point. They're like, limp on the ground. I'm like, oh. And JTG hoists them up in the razor's edge position, runs forward, drops them like out of their hands midair into a neckbreaker. For the win. Yeah. Yeah, JTG gets the win here over Kid Bandit, but man, did Kid Bandit put on a show. They certainly did, and I I really liked this match. I liked um, I liked how they... Uh, what's the word here? I liked how this match, the story was it was a coach versus student match, but the student was able to keep control of this match every time and whittle down their coach because they kept doing things that he wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, Kid Bandit would, like, jump around and like just do like moves that you wouldn't expect him to do expect them to do and when this was happening jtg was off his game and couldn't actually do anything but the moment that bandit would do something that jtg either had taught them 
or was aware of, JTG had a counter ready for it. Yeah. It just and, shows that uh, Kid Bandit just uh, needs to keep developing their style, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, th- lately they've been channeling the Death Note with the book they bring around the ring, but so maybe they gotta <laughs> add that to the repertoire somehow, I don't know how. But, uh... I mean, it'd be a great, it'd be a great heel move to just, like, use it as, like, a weapon. It would be. Definitely just, would like, be. bonk people with it. Mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, but overall, I thought this was a great match. This match gets a high met for me. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I, I agree. I don't think it got the markout territory, but it was very good, and Kid Bandit definitely put on a, a one hell of a fight, and JTG showed why he's the teacher, right? Yeah, like, he, uh... He consistently, ever since the, like, the first collective we watch, has impressed me whenever I see one of his matches these days. I'm like, yeah, dude, man, JTG has, has stepped up his wrestling game, man. He is killing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great match, and uh, I think a good handful of matches this week, huh, Zach? Yeah, it was a nice uh, return to form. Nothing bad. Yeah. A good couple great matches. God, I... Mm. I <laughs> I think it was, wasn't it last year we did the collective thing? We got a miss out on the episode back from that. Oh, it was such a bummer. It was such such a bummer way to come back. I was just like, I cannot believe this happened. The absolute state, again, the absolute state. We were so stoked to be back, and then we were just like, and this was sad. And crap. (laughs) Yeah, oh. Uh. All right, so yeah, that is all of our matches this week. If you want to check those out, you can obviously go find the links over on our Twitter, following us at Indie Waters, of course. But before we get to the rest of the plugs, uh, we have to do a couple more things. One, we have to give you a preview of what we got next week. So, Zach, you want to start us off since you picked the majority of them for next week? But of course, following Mikey's lead from this week, I decided to pick a match from a participant in the collective that stood out to me as impressive, and that would be Keita Murray. I Mm -hmm. decided to pick... Keita Murray versus Ray Romero Jr. at Santino Brothers Wrestling, which is a pro wrestling school academy, I'm pretty sure, too. Very nice. Yeah, I've never had, I've never, the Santino Brothers, you know, Santino Morello, obviously, is what the first thing mm-hmm. that stood out to me. So I I am curious to see this match. Should hopefully yeah. be good. I'm also curious to see what it's going to be like. The next one I get was another participant who... I have been trying to get a match from this person for months, and every time I tried to find one, I couldn't find one that, like, fit what I was looking for. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Go on. So, the match participant in question is Jordan Blade. Mm -hmm. Was in For the Culture that me and Ryan reviewed for The Collective. Go watch that. It's a very fun conversation between me and Ryan and I about that awesome card. Versus Notorious Mimi at the Diamond Cup 2022 presented by, I believe it is actually GCW. Hmm, interesting. Which surprised me, because I was like, oh, a GCW show on YouTube that's not been taken down. It's, prevent- it's, pre- it's presented by Title Match Wrestling, too. So I was like, oh, okay. Weird. But, you know, yeah, Jordan Blade, if I think it's if it's who I'm thinking, it's the same person. Every time I wanted to find a match for Jordan Blade, for some reason, I just could not find one that I... I just couldn't find one that... Like, yeah, I just could, yeah it is the same person. I just couldn't find one that I was like, that fit what I was looking for, and I was like, hmm... Maybe mm-hmm. next week. And it just kept going on and on to the point where I was like, <laughs> one of these days, I'll pick a match for Jordan Blade. That's yeah. going to be next week, apparently. Sorry, that was I a long... I guess it has to be. That was a long tangent. Anyway, My- Mikey, anyway. give the people uh, what our match, the last matches of the week. You even alluded to it at the beginning for a new change of pace. 
Yes, uh, my match for next week, I was I also picked somebody who I was impressed by at the Collective yet again, and it was Alec Price. Uh, I picked Alec Price versus Big Beef from Limitless Wrestling because uh, uh, I want to see the pro- I want to see the prize Alec Price fight some more. Every match we've seen of his has been pretty good to great, so I just want to keep watching Alec Price matches and follow him and see what he can do. I am a very big fan of Alec Price. Uh, I love his energy. I love his athleticism. Uh, you should all watch more of Alec Price. He's a good... Mm. I want to say up and cover, but he's been up and coming for like a year or two now. Since... I also saw Big Beef at the Collective during the BLP show because uh, Big Beef went against Levi Everett in a... Uh, in like a tech... It was it was like a, a, a no DQ match. It was like mm-hmm. a, a death match, I think. Uh, it was Re- pretty crazy. Levi Everett? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, the one you're thinking of. I I was laughing because I was like, ah, Amish, Amish dad, of course. And then you say deathmatch. I'm like, the fuck? Ho- huh? Yeah, no, I was ah. I was stu- I was confused too. Oh, but it was actually really good. <laughs> That's great. And, and oh. apparently, and apparently, uh, in BLP, um, Levi Everett and Big and Big Beef have been having beef for a long time. Well, and, this, and it was like a big blow off match. At, it was at yeah. it was uh, at BLP Norm over the collective weekend. Damn, the more you know. We talked. I, I talked about it with uh, Sean Taggart and Lauren Rosenberg on episode one of our collective review uh, that we did two weeks ago. So you should go check that out if you're looking to get into some more indie stuff. Zach also did a cool episode with more guests. A lot of lot of fun, lot of fun features on that episode. Yeah, this is sure. uh, this is our Infinity War of crossovers. That's our Infinity here. War. This is the the countout cinematic universe. <laughs> I mean, basically, uh, happy hour is like where we all convene for like a drink, and then this is where everyone showed up from the portals. Like, all right, actually, time to talk about wrestling all the time now. <laughs> countout assemble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that mean that Amanda's then uh, Thanos with the snap for the? <laughs> All the belts and the stones. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, my god. oh no! You're uh, absolutely right, though. Uh, someone's got to Iron Man that shit from her eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that's all of our match. That, that's the matches we're taking a look at next week. Once again, they they're all going to be free on YouTube, and you can catch those on uh, at Indie Waters on Twitter and. Also, we have a fun announcement uh, because on April the thirtieth of April the thirtieth of this year, of course, twenty twenty two, we are going to GCW in to deep in the in the showboat in Atlantic City, uh, and we are stoked. We are going to be there in our indie water shirts, uh, and we have a special little announcement. If you during the show, if you're going to be there, to our listeners who are he- here. Listening to the podcast, if you're if you're gonna be at the show, if you come find me and Zach, give us give the podcast the download or a follow, and give us a five star review on the podcast app of your choice. You're gonna get a free T shirt. They're very comfortable and very well designed. Totally not yes. biased at all. Yes. Yeah, so if you <laughs> totally not biased at all. Uh, so any Indie Waters fans come and see GCW in too deep. Uh, me and well, me and Zach are gonna post a picture of us there once we get there. Uh, and if you could come find us and give us that five star review and the follow on the podcast, you get a free T shirt. Uh, we have sizes sizes ranging from small to two XL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that'll be very cool. Hope to see hope to see all of you there uh, and meet some meet some fans of Indie Waters. We'd love we'd love to see you there and talk some wrestling uh, during a kick ass show. Mm-hmm. 
What's been announced for that? Let me see what's been announced for this card. I, I, you. Yeah, why not? Let's see. see. We've got Joey Janela versus Mike Bailey. Already, I get to see Mike Bailey in person. We got to see Mike Bailey live. Yeah, you and I both. Oh my god! Absolute win. Absolute win. This show could be bad, and this is absolute win. We have never, we have never had the chance to see Mike Bailey live because the first time we went to the collective, he still wasn't allowed to wrestle in the United States. But yeah. now Mike Bailey is back, and this is this is our first ever opportunity to see Mike Bailey live. And oh my god, I'm gonna scream! Yeah, it's gonna be fucking sick. Then we've got Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson versus Busick. Slade. That match is gonna be a slugfest. Mm-hmm. Slade versus Sawyer Wreck. I've never heard of Sawyer Wreck, but Slade. I've Sawyer heard. Sawyer Wreck uh, had a great match at Planet Death. Um, and absolutely impressed me. So I'm very excited to see what Sawyer Wreck can do against Slade. Mm, we've got Akira versus Hoodfoot. That'd be a good match. And then we got John mm-hmm. Wayne Murdoch versus Cole Radrick for the Ultraviolet title. And that's all we've got so far. That 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 Ultraviolet title match is gonna be bonkers. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot uh, of death match. Oh, I don't know Sawyer Wreck is okay. I am ex- yeah, yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. more excited after. Okay, fuck yeah. Yeah, this yeah this card is this card is pretty cool. I'm really excited to go uh, see a show. And like I said, if you find us there, free T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll tweet out a picture of where we're at when we get there. But you should definitely come say hi because uh, we'd love to meet some of you guys. So yeah. I believe that is all of the rest of the show out of the way. So that just leaves us with the plugs. Uh, and like like I mentioned before, you can find us on Twitter over at Indie Waters, where we post all of the links to all of the matches that we watch here on this show. So you can watch them for yourself and uh, let us know what you guys think about them. Tweet, reply, tweet to us. Let us know. Talk to us. Uh, you can also go follow the Countout Network at Countout Pod on Twitter and follow. Go subscribe on YouTube, Countout Wrestling Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook at the same thing. And go check out our website, catoutpods.com, where you can find all all of the rest of the information for the Catout Network, which we are looking for writers and podcasters. So if you are an up-and-coming wrestling podcast and you think you need a home, uh, go shoot us an email. Uh, go shoot us an email. It, you can go contact us over on the Countout website uh, and let us know. We'd love, we'd love to, to talk to you and see if we can bring you in, bring you on. We'd love to have more people and grow the network uh, as much as we can. So... If you're looking for a home to for your wrestling articles or uh, podcasts, you know where to look. Uh, and I believe that about covers. I got yeah. You can go get our merch over at canalpod.com/store. Uh, we still have that indie water shirt for sale, but you can also get a free one if you find us at the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I believe that about wraps up all the plugs. Zach, you got anything, buddy? No, sir. Didn't think so. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
This has been a Countout Podcast.